way. He showed us that as a, as a fully God and fully man, he showed us the way, that he was the only way. And so, God, today we come to confess our brokenness. We come to confess our sin. We come to, to ask you to just clean us up this morning as we partake in this most famous meals of all. We love you and ask that you would do what only you do. In Jesus' name, amen. As you uh, ready the video there, guys, go ahead and get that ready. Last week, uh, last weekend, Friday and Saturday, our church uh, uh, started our missions program for this uh, this year. And we this year it was two days in, in uh, July and two days in August. And so today we want to show you the first two days. Uh, there's an opportunity for you to be a part of our next trip. It's the end of this month. Uh, Friday, Friday evening and a Saturday at all day, the 25th and 26th. And so we want to invite you to be a part of this, but I want to share with you a little bit about what we did real quickly before I show you what we did. Um, so we ask our people to come and to give their money and to give their time to come and do projects for, for people in our communities. We had four groups that we sent out that day. The first group 
what we called group number one, and there was six men that worked on our loading area back by the hub, and they made a concrete pad, which is going to revolutionize. We don't have to hand unload trucks anymore. Now we can get a, uh, an actual uh, pallet jack and, and load it because we have this great big area we can unload food in. So they, they did that. Group, the other part of that group took the hub apart, literally brought it all outside, scrubbed it down, laid new floor in the office. They organized, they did a whole bunch of shelving improvements inside. Uh, that was it, over the two days. It was, it was just really incredible. Group number two was what we called the painting crew. The first day they went down to camp and they painted four decks and they really did a great job with that and preserving some of the decks that were down at camp. Then the, they came back here the next day and they painted around the church. They painted the airlock. They painted the, the chairs out in front. They painted some things over at the hub. Uh, they, were, they were just an incredible help. Then there was group three. We called that our community involvement group. And what they did was they went out in the community and they, well, first they made lunches. They made about 100 lunches, took them out to different homeless places, and they gave the lunches out. Then they, they visited and took clothes to several different uh, areas. Uh, I don't even want to go into it because there's so many, but they, they went to several places in Columbus. They went to Franklin. They went to Indianapolis. They, they just went all over for the two days. And so they were constantly going. In, they, they went to several homeless camps. Uh, I heard uh, some, some feedback that when they first went, they were a little scared. But then they, they came and they're like, well, this wasn't so bad. And so it was really a good experience, I think, overall for them. Then group four was what we called our... Um, a cooking group, and they cook for us, and they did an incredible job. And you know, the way to do anything is to have somebody cooking for you. And these four ladies, they they just they man they they made a they made a great uh, lunch and uh, supper for us both days. And so we're so excited uh, for that. But uh, we want to show you a little bit about what we did. I just touched on the hem of uh, things. There's so many things that were done around here. They took furniture to a. Uh, to a, a lady that uh, who was pregnant and had nothing, and they took a whole bunch of things for her. Uh, just so many things that went on, and I can't explain. But I'm going to let the pictures talk for a little bit, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll go on with our service. That's how you change the world. That's how you change the world. Heart that's falling apart, and tear filled eyes looking back 
Thank you so much uh, for putting that together, Abby. Abby did that for us. We appreciate you. And if you'd like to be a part of that, see me, and we'll be glad to get you hooked up for August. Well, it is August. For the next three weeks, we'll get you involved with that. Uh, It won't be as much time off. You're just going to come Friday afternoon and then uh, all day Saturday. So we're going to have a bonfire out back and uh, do some uh, just kind of celebrating and enjoying their time together. So if you can come to that, let us know, and we'll go from there couple of quick housekeeping things. Be sure if you're visiting today, fill out one of these handy-dandy blue cards. Uh, if you would like to be a part of our text, uh, knowing what's going on at the church, fill that out. Or if you have a prayer request, please fill that out. Also, on your way out today, if you uh, have paper, most of you don't know much about paper, but our family fun night is coming. Take one of these, take a picture of it, and put it on whatever social media you do. And uh, we also have an event planned for that. But it's really cool. Fireworks, bands, uh, trucks, food trucks. Uh, We've got a magician this year coming. So uh, that'll be kind of neat for the kids. So I think it'll be a really, really old fishing derby. And just going on. There's there's so much uh, that you can be a part of for this. And it's a good way for us to kind of kick off uh, our fall here, our life groups, our youth groups. And we'll be talking about that in the next weeks to come. That's enough of that. Okay, um, some more housekeeping things. Uh, most of you know by now that Cheryl um, uh, Steach passed this week. Uh, she passed, I believe it was Friday morning, about 5 o'clock. She went very quickly. Um, we are going to try to have a uh, service here, a very short service, um, but it will be a service here. She uh, desired that we gather and just kind of remember her. And so that's one of the things we're going to do. And if you would like to bring a dessert, you can do that right after. We're just going to have a little time of fellowship and just kind of, uh, we're hope we've invited the family. We hope some of them come. Uh, Sharon is kind of, uh, Sharon Wessler is kind of running that. Um, and so, um, uh, so please, uh, if you want to bring food, see Brenda or Sharon. Can't see Sharon today. She's at the hospital. Uh, she's got something going on with her eyes. So keep praying for Sharon. And uh, she's at the ER this morning. So uh, keep her in your prayers. Okay? I think, yep. It's 5 o'clock, Pauline said. Thank you, Pauline, for bringing that up. Very nice. Let's pray, and we'll get right into it. I'm drooling up here. Sorry. Jesus, we thank you for this day, and we are sad about Cheryl. We are sad because we miss her, not because she's with you, because she's, she's having a ball right now. She's in the perfect, and we're not. And so, uh, but here we are, um, people who love her and remember her. We just, uh, we have to grieve. We have to grieve for a second, and uh, we just want to do that as a collective family here today and realize the loss of Cheryl and what uh, she means to, to many of us that knew her. And so, God, I just pray that she'll be with the family and all those that loved her and that you'd uplift them. And lastly, God, as we look at your word here these next few minutes, would you help my words to to say and be directed to where they need to go and to open our hearts and our minds and our spirits to what you want to say to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're in a series, and the series is called Let's Talk About Worship. Let's talk about worship. And today, what's wrong? Oh, the kids. Thank you. Kids. Yeah, uh, did too much business. Sorry, kids. Jeff. 
you big dummy. All right, get all the kids out. Thanks for letting me know. All right, we're in a series called Worry. Uh, let's talk about worship. And today we want to talk, or we want to continue part two of last week's story. And I want to do a little review, and then we're going to get right into it. So follow with me. If you weren't here last week, uh, we're gonna we 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 delved into the story of this guy named Jehoshaphat. And everybody needs to say today instead of Jehoshaphat because I've I've got it on my my tongue now. Just say Jephat. Ready? One, two, three. J-fat. Who is it? Jephat. So we're just going to call him Jephat. Bob got us the picture of the rapper last week called Jephat, and. So it doesn't really matter. But Japheth is a, a king who was a good king. He was very well-liked, and he loved God a lot. He wanted to do what God wanted him to do on a daily basis. And so his, his, his country really prospered. And it prospered so much that other people started noticing that Japhat and his country were prospering because God was doing some things in Japhat's country's life. And so these other countries decided, hey, we're going to go and we're going to take over Japhat. Japhat has a problem because it's not just one nation, it's now three nations, the Bible tells us in Second Chronicles 20. If you're following along, you can do that. You can go to Facebook and this whole, everything that we put up on here is on Facebook also. He tells the story and begins the story saying, I, I don't know what to do. And he goes and he begins to do what Japhat knew to do. And that was he went to God first. Instead of worrying, instead of saying, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And stressing and anxiety and worry. Japhat went straight to God. And there were three things he, he did. I think I'm just going to read them right off the thing here, and we'll just go with it. So we, we learned from Japhat last week that you ask God for help. And when you do this, you worship him and not yourself. When you ask God for help, you're saying, I'm going to step out of the way, and I'm going to let God do what only God can do. And we learned from this is that the problem is not fear. Your problem is what you do with it. And then after you understand that, if you understand that my problem isn't fear, it's then you ask God, what do you want me to do? A real simple thing. What, what should I do, God? What, what should I do? And that's what Japhat did. He, not only did Japhat pray when he was overwhelmed, but he got other people to pray. He enlisted the whole nation. He says, come, pray, let's pray. Because I don't know what to do. There's three warring nations coming at me. Next one. We also learned that Japheth believed God can handle his situation, which means worship, not worship him, not what you got, not your stuff, not what you can throw at it. Because a lot of you, you can throw a lot of things at your problems. You can throw money, you can throw skill, you can throw effort, you can throw so much at the stuff that's coming at you. And when you do that, you take God's place. And Japheth taught us that, that I remind myself who God is. And when I do that, I focus on his strength and not my strength. You see, when I, when I focus on me, what I do is I, I go, well, I'm pretty limited. <laughs> but God, he's unlimited. He has, he has all that we need, everything we need. And second, we remind ourselves of what God has done. Every one of us in here 
has a story or has a time when you can least recollect that God did something in your life, even if you're having a hard time believing in him right now. I dealt with this with Cheryl last week. She was having a really hard time. I asked God to heal me, and he didn't. He, uh, he didn't heal me. Here I am going downhill. Where's God in this? What does he want me to do? We had a long talk, a long talk about that. And I've had that talk, unfortunately, a lot recently with a lot of our folks. Good, godly folks that have said, God, I need you to do this, and it doesn't come about. It's really important to understand that when we go to God and he doesn't answer, that we have to worship him even when he doesn't, when he doesn't answer. That leads us to the next one. This is all review. What we saw Japhat do <laughs> when his people are coming to him and saying, what are we going to do? What are we going to do, boss? What, tell us, how do we, how do we face these, these, these three nations, these warring nations? He confessed that he was inadequate, and he worshiped his ability and not your own. Confession is just telling God what he already knows. God's never going to force himself on you. He just needs you to say, I can't. And you have to decide, I'll let him. I can't, and I'm going to let him. Now, I don't know how that's going to look. I don't know how that's going to turn out. It's not may turn out the way that I want it to turn out. But I believe with all my heart that God is able to do what he said he would do. He would walk through me, whatever I go. He would walk with me through whatever I do, whatever I go through. So that's the review of last week. If you weren't here, watch it online. You can go back and catch up. It's a whole uh, 12 verses we, we, we delved into last week. Today we're going to start in verse 12. We're going to start in verse 12 of Second Chronicles 20. And let's finish Japhat's story because it's important. And there's some real good meat on the bone here today. If you want to eat some spiritual things, today is the day to write a couple things down. Put them in your phone, put them somewhere, because there's some meat here from an Old Testament story that you'd never think you're going to get meat from. Let's start with the, the, what I call D. Japhat learned to depend on God to save him. And so what I mean by that is that when we worship him, it... It uh, changes not our situation, but God changes something in us. So here, here's Second uh, Chronicles 12. says this, or 20, verse 12. Jehoshaphat prayed, we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. See, there's, there's that, I'm inadequate. But we are looking for your help. All the men stood before the Lord with the little ones. That's even babies. They brought their babies and their wives and their children. Now that's important. That's important. Why is that important? Because, fellas, if you want your wife to feel secure, guys, you want your girlfriends to feel secure. If you want your wife to stop worrying so much, in your leadership and where you're taking your family, you have got to trust God first. You've got to be the leader in that. What do I mean by that? 
It just means that, that a lot of you don't have a plan and you act like you do. I know where we're going. We're going this direction. And then something happens and you're going another direction. It's so important that men take a spiritual leadership in that. I didn't say domineering. I didn't say be the boss. I didn't say that. That they, that they say, I'm trusting God where he's going to take us. And that takes the pressure off a girlfriend. That takes the pressure off of, a, of, a, of the wife. Because what it does is immediately get, lets them know that you're not trusting your stupid harebrained ideas. And you're trusting God. And you're going to say, I'm going to lead our family where God wants us to go. Because they end up not trusting you, but they're trusting God. And that's what it's all about. It's about us trusting God more than anything else. Look at verse 15. This, this is a really good verse. I think it goes to the next one, maybe. Yep. Um, verse 15. This is what the Lord says to you. Now, this, is, this is God's response to J Japhat's prayer. Don't be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. These things that are piling up against you, for the battle is not yours but God's. I love that verse. The battle is not yours. The battle is not yours. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to sit there and stress. You don't have to, to do some of the things that you're doing. Because the battle is the Lord's. That's so important to get on today. About the coolest verse in the Bible. And it's cool because so many of you are, are riddled with anxiety today. You cannot sleep. You're having trouble sleeping. You're having trouble shutting your mind off. You're worried. You're anxious. You use the word that you are. Let's get real honest this morning. The reason some of your necks hurt all the time and you can't shut it off is because you're fighting a battle that you weren't meant to fight. That you're, you're in some kind, of, some kind of situation where you were never meant to go. When we do fall, <laughs> and we do, and I'm talking to Christian men right now for just a minute, so let, let, think about it like this. So here, here's what happens. A typical guy, we, we say, okay, I know where God wants us to go. And we go, and it starts flailing. Everything starts not going well. And you go, oh, no, I, I think I got off the trail. I'm not doing what God wants us to do. And so you start to immediately start to feel bad. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm so sorry, God, of what you know, I did. And you come, oh, God, I, 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 I let you down. See, we do that with people, right? We let people down all the time, and it makes us feel bad. We may not say anything about it. We may not tell them that, but, but when we let people down, we know we do, right? We know we let people down, and when we let people down, it hurts. Who does it hurt? Well, it hurts us, and it hurts them. But you got to remember, <laughs> here's what God would say to you. He would say to you, hey, buckwheat, you were never holding me up. You were never holding me up. See, your job is not to help God. <laughs> That's his job to help you. You're not doing stuff to help God. You're not, you're not serving God. to do. You're not, you're not up here worshiping God. You're not up here leading worship to help God. He doesn't need your help. You need his help. I need his help. That's what's so important. 
We've got to stop fighting battles that are not our battles. God says to you today, <laughs> you're not holding me up. You're not holding me up. And so don't be, don't be thinking that, that somehow he's discouraging you. You know, your dad may be discouraging you. Your mom may be discouraged, may, may be disappointed, may even not think that you're much. But God is not like that. Listen to me. God is not like that. God loves you regardless. He loves you in spite of your silliness. He loves you no matter how stupid you are and how many dumb choices you make on the daily. God loves you like crazy. Verse 17. Let's continue on with the story of Japhat. The battle is not yours. The battle is not mine. The battle is not mine. Say that with me a couple times. The battle is not mine. The battle is not mine. What did I say? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Here we go. Verse 17. Japhat, you won't need to fight in this battle. Just stand strong in your places. This is Jeff's phrase. In other words, sit down and shut up. Sit down and shut up. Stand strong in your places and you will see the Lord save you. Ooh. See, it's God's problem. It's his problem to solve. It is not your battle. But, 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 but what about this? What, but, 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 but. It's his problem. Some of you today, the most spiritual thing you could do, listen to me, the most spiritual thing you can do is resign as manager of the universe. Because a lot of you are managing stuff that you were never meant to manage. You are trying to get your ducks in a row and they ain't going. You are trying to line up your career. You're trying to line up a job. You're trying to line up a relationship and nothing you do is working. Twice in this story, God says these words, don't be afraid. Twice. Why does he say that? Because God does not lose. The odds are always in God's favor. He says, you don't need to fight the battle. Just stand strong. Just stand strong. That's aimed at you, guys. That's aimed at you. All the way back in Jehoshaphat's day, and Japhat's day, it's aimed at you. Stop fighting and stand. Stand on what? On what you know about God and what you know about his word. And you say, I don't know very much. Then it's important that you begin to know who he is and what he wants to do in your life. Because God... God is so interested in you that he wants to see you not just succeed, he wants to see you go far above anything you ever thought possible. But most of us, we don't think like that. We think that God's out there to get us. And here's what I want to say. Here's a big truth. And, and I want to, if you think I'm, I'm picking on you today, I am. 
So here it is. This is the truth. It is never God's will for you to run from a situation. Let me say what that means. I'm not saying sin, okay? You run from sin. The Bible is very clear about that. If there's sin going on, you run away from it. But you don't run from a difficult situation. And a lot of us, that's what we're doing. We run from a difficult situation and we run away and we run away and we run to the next thing. And if you're in a relationship and all of a sudden, if you don't change drastically, you're going to face it the same time again, again and again and again. If you're in a problem and you've got the problem, generally the problem is you. And so you're going to face it until you and God fix it. God wants you to face your problems, not to run away from your problems, because God is more interested in your character than he is in your comfort. Listen, he wants you to have character that says, no matter what, this is what I believe. This is who I am. This is my stand. This is where I will stand. That's what God wants for you today. I've said it a thousand times, a thousand times. God is all you need. He'll never be, let me try it one more time. You never know that God is all you need until God is all you got. Ultimately, sitting in that room with Cheryl, sitting in that room with so many people in this room as they are facing their last couple breaths, their last couple days, I always see a peace come on them where they come and they take a stance that I'm just going to trust you, God. Why do we have to wait till then to do that? Why do we have to wait till this huge peril comes into our life? Why can't we start with the little things and open ourselves up to what God wants to do in us? Jeff, my life's a wreck. (laughs) What do I stand on? Look what verse 20 says. Japhat gives us the answer. Nope. Did I, did I not put verse 20? I didn't. Why did I not put it? I've got it right here. Let me do it. Believe in the Lord. Listen. Believe in the Lord, and you will be able to stand firm. That's where stability comes from. You want stability. Every person in here wants stability in your life. You don't want your life to be so cray-cray. You want your life to, to have some kind of, I know what I know. This is what I know. And everything out there is like this. It's so wishy. It's so worshy because today it means this and tomorrow it means this. And it's up and down and up and down. And Everybody wants stability. And the only way you're going to get stability is if you believe in God and that belief leads you to something. He wants you to learn to trust him. He wants you to learn to to succeed in whatever it is you do as long as it's what he wants you to do. Didn't say what you want to do. What he wants you, what he has designed for you to do when he made you. He had a blueprint, and he said, this is what you're supposed to do. This is where you're supposed to go. This is how you're supposed to get there. And he wants to lead you in that blueprint. The problem is we tend to get off the blueprint. 
And we tend to say, well, I think I know better. And that's when we're not worshiping. <laughs> because what we do is when we know, say we know better than God, then we're worshiping ourselves because I know better than you. That's crazy. That's crazy. All right. There's two more things. And let's go now, now go to the express. Here's what also that JFAT teaches us. Not only do we know that the battle is the Lord, but we have to express God to thanks in advance. So here's what happens. So then the king uh, took men to be singers to the Lord. He chose men to be singers, to praise him because he is holy and wonderful. And as they marched in front of the army, they said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because his love continues forever. And I put the word up there. What? We're going to fight a battle. We're going to fight a battle. What a weird way to organize a battle. The Israelites are over here. Here they are on this hill. And on this hill, there's, there's three warring nations. And I'll bet you they looked imposing. They were bad. They probably covered every hill there was. And the Israelites are looking at them, and they're looking at them, and they're going, what are we going to do? Just like you. Just like me. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? We all have that disease, don't we? Did I put verse 21, Charlie? I did. What? Man, I, I just off. That's okay. Let's, I'm going to do 21. So just... Bear with you. Huh? Bear with you. No? Yeah, bear with me. I must have did something wrong. So then the king, verse 21, says this. Hold that, Charlie, because it's not Charlie. This is me. Then the king... That's Japhat, chose men to be singers to the Lord, and he creates this choir. They're going to battle, okay? And, and that, that's just so, that's so weird. So here, here they are all together. They're all getting ready to, to do their, their, their little warfare, and they're going to kill each other. And Japhat says, anybody good at music? Anybody here sing? Yes. Okay, come on up. Uh, okay. Well, and, and see, I, I want you to understand that what they were about to do was go to battle. And what they wanted out in front of them was the most important thing. You know what it was? Is the worship team. Ooh. A lot of you, you miss worship team a lot. Oh, we'll get there by the time Jeff stands up there, but we'll, you know, we'll be there. I, and I'm not, I'm not being mad. I'm just saying, this is not something you miss. This is important. This plows the road for things that go forward. It is important to have worship in where, where corporately somebody's going, God, you're great. Even if it's not so great around you. Praise, worship, is verbalized faith. Let me say that again. You may not like to sing. I get it. I don't because my voice is like, sounds like a frog. I understand, but I still sing because I understand that when I sing those words that Michelle and people like Michelle stand up in, in front of us, and when they lead us in that, it's saying, my life is not like it is up on that screen. I believe in God the Father. 
and I'm going to do whatever I want. You know, no, that, that, that's, it, it doesn't make sense because we're living our life counter. So you have to come in, in in times like this. It doesn't mean you just come here to do it, but it means that you need that worship time, that time with your family to say, hey, guys, go before us. Go before us, and I'm going to thank you in advance for what you're going to do, God. That's what worship is. And so they, they come, and they, they, they gather together, and they, they, they go and look at verse 22. I think I put that. Yay. So the effect of worship. Okay, remember, the three, three great big countries over here. Hoorah, hoorah. Hoorah. You know, they got, they're beating the drum, boom, 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 boom. And the Israelites are over here going, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Oh, uh, singers, you're going to go out there. Okay. Here's what happens. Verse 22, at that moment, the Lord caused the armies. Who did? The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to begin fighting among themselves. And they killed each other. They destroyed each other. What the heck? What in the world? Here's another thing that JFAT shows us. that If we trust God, he'll work it out. Even though it's not like I want, because that leads us to the last thing. Or the, there's, there's two things that we have to go on to the next one there. Charlie, I've really messed up my notes today, so just bear with me for a second. So... It is to find the blessing in the bad. And that's important. I'll tell you why it's, bad. it's important. Because if you don't go through the bad, you'll never get to the good. If you don't go through the bad, if you run from the bad, and you run to somebody else, and you run another place, and you leave another group, and you leave another this, and you leave another, you never get to the good. Look what it says. When the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, this is so weird. There were dead bodies laying on the ground as far as they could see. King Japhat and his men went out to gather the plunder. And what did they find? Vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables, more than they could carry away. In fact, Dumbo, there was so much plunder it took him three days to carry it off. And the fourth day, everyone gathered in the Valley of Blessings, which got its name that day, because the people praised and thanked the Lord there in that spot. Here's the result of choosing worship over worry. You've got to face the bad to get to the blessing. If you've got problems in your life this week, I'm going to do, I'm going to worship instead of worry. That's maybe what you're starting to think. If you do these things and you spend time, if you spend the time that you're worrying in worship, maybe some things might start to change in your life. And so God says, here's what's happening. I'm going to I'm going to allow you not to solve your problem. I'm going to solve your problem, and I'll make them fight each other and kill each other, and you go get the blessing. Okay, okay. So they named the valley, the valley of blessing. The Hebrew word barak means blessing, blessing. We've got, we're going home more blessed 
than when we came to this place. We're more blessed physically. We're more blessed materially. We're going home with all this because we trusted God. A lot of us don't wait and we don't go through the bad. My biggest question to you as your pastor today is this. I care about you guys so much. I love you. And I'm always thinking, how can I help the people here in this place? Because I know a lot of you are struggling. The battle is overwhelming. I get it. The battle to raise your kids. The battle of aging. <laughs> it, it's, it stinks to get, to get older. You know, your, your calendar gets filled up with, with doctor's appointments. And that's what you do. It stinks to raise your kids. And your kids come home and they tell you, that so-and-so is by, and so-and-so is they, and so is they, them, and so-and-so is... And you get this information, and you go, what am I supposed to do with that? You have to choose worship over worry. How do I get to the valley of blessing? <laughs> you do these things that Japhat did. Japhat shows us a path to the blessing. To the, uh, to the men and the guys in this room, I want to speak, and anybody that's at home, I want to speak to you real, just for a second. God wants you to lead the way in worship. You've got to stop letting your wife say, we're going to do this, we're going to pray, we're going to do this. You have got to say, let's do this. I want to do this. And you may not want to do it, but even if it isn't that way in you, you may have to say, this is where we're going to go because I want my kids to feel secure. I want my wife to feel secure. I want them to know that I am, am not just trying to earn a living for them because that's what a lot of you are doing. You're doing it really well. But while you're out earning a living, somebody else is raising your kids. Somebody else is showing your kids how to live. Go to, the, go to the latest TikTok and the latest reels and there's people in there that are showing you, here's how you dress, here's how you look, if you want to attract somebody, here's what you say, here's what you do, this is what you do. I'll influence you so you know exactly how you're supposed to be. And if you influence me, then I get rich and you can be rich too. Men, it's, it's our place. It's our place to gather in the valley of blessing. But are you, do you ever get there? Do you ever get to the valley of blessing? The valley of blessing, when you rise up and say, look what God did in my life. And if you haven't, I would say to you today that maybe God wants you to walk through something really hard with your kids, with your wife, with a friend. Maybe he wants you to walk through something really terrible and to face it and then to come out on the other side stronger than you ever thought possible so that you can help someone else who's going through that. If we haven't learned how to grieve with people by now, the last, the last two and a half years, I think we've lost 17, I just counted the other day, 17 people that are directly, not go, just go to church here, but are moms, dads, people like that in our church. We ought to know how to grieve here. We ought to know how to, how to act when somebody grieves. It doesn't go away because we bury them. Grief doesn't go away. And we just go on with our lives because that's what we have to do. But I want you to understand that as God's people, God wants us to come alongside some of those people and say, 
I understand. If you need to talk right now, if you, and it's not just those things. It's, it's things, people that are raising their kids that are, that, are, that are saying the things that I said and my kids coming home and saying this and doing this and I don't know what to do with that. And we need other people to come alongside and say, let's pray for each other. I don't, I don't have the answer either, but let's pray. Let's gather the nation together and let's pray. Men and women, I want to say this to you, both of you, and I, I know I was excluding the women for just a second, but I want to say this. What this story teaches us, men and women and teenagers and everybody else, that God wants to pour his power and his blessings out on people who trust him. I believe that with all my heart. That's not a prosperity gospel. That's not being Joel Osteen. That's me saying to you today, God wants to to do something in your life that you never thought possible if you trust him, if you walk with him. I don't know what you're going through this week. I don't have, a, I don't have the slightest idea, about 100 people in this room, and I can't imagine all the things that, that you guys got going on. But I know this, I know this. You may be single, you may be a single parent, barely making ends meet, and wondering how you're going to keep it all together. Or you may be facing some kind of problem at work or a health problem of some kind or a relationship problem. I don't know. I don't know, but I know this. I know that God wants your trust. And so our our ministry time as the band comes today is this. Do you trust the Lord? Do you trust him with the details? Do you trust him with the minute things of your life so that when you do get to the large, big things and you're going through, will you be able to weather the storm? I know that the pressure is getting to some of you today. I know. I know there's some things going on. You go, what else can go on? Maybe you're going through a period of depression or discouragement or you've been struggling with worry and anxiety and you can't sleep and you're going, what am I going to do? How am I, I, I got to go to college and I don't, if, what, are they going to like me? Or is this going to work? Am I going to be able to stand? Am I, I, it's just, there's so many questions. And if you can take your life and say, God, here I am. I trust you and I'm going to worship you no matter what. And I'm going to choose not to do that which I know is harmful to me to worry. Here I am, Lord. Use me. I think he'll do it. What do you want to do in me, Jesus? What do you want to do in me, Lord? Let's end with that today. As the lights go out and the, the guys start to sing, and girls, I want you to just to really spend time with you and God and just say, God, what do you want to do in me? What do you want to do in me? Not my, not my husband, not my boyfriend, not my girlfriend, not my kids. What do you want to do in me today? I want to worship you. I want to trust you. Here I am, God. Do that in me. Let's pray. Jesus, we uh, I thank you for your word, for the story of Jake Pat.